0: Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf with regular special guests listening to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast and today I am really pleased to be joined by Natasha from PetScore. Welcome Natasha, thanks ever so much for agreeing to talk to us today.
1: Thanks Sean, really pleased to be here and thanks for inviting me on the podcast.
0: Oh, you're very, very welcome. So the reason um, I asked you to come on to the podcast with us today is that um, pet score is something that it, you're working on, something you're introducing into the private rented sector. And it's all about dog and cat referencing. And this is going to be for landlords, tenants and letting agents. And this is particularly interesting to me because I've already been talking about pets in the private rented sector, along with uh, Jennifer from Advocates and Madison Rogers from Cats Protection, which I believe you both know.
1: I do, yes. I had a call with Jennifer uh, last week, actually, a very good call with her. And we're talking about different things that we can do to support each other and uh, support the great work that she's doing with Jasmine's Law, uh, with the MP Andrew Rosendale. Yeah, yeah we talked
0: about that in quite um big detail it's a shame that the actual bill at the time didn't get through the way you know they wanted to but it's been revamped you know taking a, a, a different kind of tact on it um and hopefully they said we'll get some leeway in regards to the government actually taking a bill forward, because it is important. I mean, as you mentioned already in your article that you did with uh, Nigel Lewis and landlord zone, that there's 7.6 million tenants who live in rental homes that, you know, they need to accommodate their pets. And the pets are part and parcel of the family, aren't they? So they should be considered in the same way.
1: Yeah, that's right. So you've got seven point seven point six million renters with pets in the UK, and you've only got at the moment one hundred and nineteen thousand properties in the UK accepting pets. So that funnel is huge from the top down. Um, it shows that there is a severe housing crisis in the UK for uh, renters with pets, um, which is a real problem. And I think in terms of the lettings industry, it's a it's a very particular problem because the biggest group it affects are millennials and they're the ones that drive all the growth in uh, lettings revenue in the sector um, and have done for the last 10 years. So millennials are the uh, biggest sector of pet owners and they've driven 50% of pet ownership growth worldwide for the last 13 years. Um, And I think that the research shows that because millennials aren't getting mortgages and therefore they're delaying big life decisions like marriage and kids they're swapping kids out for pets Mm -hmm. so 32 percent of millennials say that their pet is their child so this isn't just family this is uh, something really close so it's a big issue and I think it's going to continue to become a big issue. It's going to to keep growing and going on in the future for the lettings industry because coming up behind the millennials is obviously Generation Z. And these guys are also going to struggle to get mortgages. And these guys are going to delay the same life decisions and onboard pets the same way instead of kids. So this problem's going nowhere. We really need to address it.
0: And it's not insurmountable, is it? It really isn't. If you look at it in, in its very basic form, you just got to get the right protocols in place, the right processes, the right safeguards so that everybody's happy. Because quite rightly, you know, from a landlord's point of view, you want to protect your asset. Yes, you want tenants in, but you also want to make sure that they're going to be, one, safe there, two, happy to stay there, but three, also leave it in such a condition that the next person who looks to rent that property can also do that without obviously spending a lot of money even repairing damage or having issues in regards to pets. And unfortunately, a lot of it is more about perceived issues as opposed to actual issue. So how are you going to make it easier and better for landlords to accept pets? How's PetScore going to work?
1: Great question, Sean. So um, obviously before I started uh, designing and building PetScore, I went out and gathered a lot of research because landlords and letting agents don't all have the same issues they vary across the groups Um, and so I realized that whatever I built was going to need to address multiple different issues um, on different levels so did all that research and um, what I'm coming back with is that what I've put together as a service and I've designed this with letting agents giving me input along the way is that we start with um, a basic platform that connects online these two parties because no one wants paper references and who would trust them anyway um, as a so as a also, former as landlord I'm... myself I would feel that way um, yeah, and it's also
0: outdated as well you think that I mean we are we are so far away now from the pen and paper from the written side of things tech has really um, um, evolved so quickly and certainly within the last 24 months and certainly since COVID hit. There's no need to have that paper-based trial. You need that audit trial. You need it um, online. You need to be able to be uh, embracing prop tech as it's now known now. Yeah, and
1: lettings and landlords are very, very busy people, right? They don't have time. It's not just the paper, it's the actual checking up of what's on the paper. They don't have time to do that. So pet Score is a platform that lets Renters with Pets worldwide come on and create a pet profile. And we do that by asking them a set of questions uh, so that we can score, weight and measure what's going on there. And those questions have been built based on landlord research and letting agent feedback of what they're telling us they want. So we're asking questions, not just about the pet, but also about the pet owner's performance in terms of their supervision and responsibility of that pet as well. So someone comes on, builds a free profile of their pet. Then at that point, what we've done is we've said, okay, now we've got this on our database, push it out to any of your former landlords, former letting agents, former managing agents, we'll push it straight into their inbox as a reference request it goes into their inbox one click inside the email there's a button and it takes a landlord or a letting agent straight into our site straight into that pets reference page so there's no log up or sign in it's instant and then it literally takes a letting agent or a landlord three minutes to fill in a pet reference it's a set of 12 questions they're all multiple choice and they can all be answered by clicking the mouse so it's really super quick Um, we save those references um, and you can have someone with a pet profile renter can have unlimited references as they go along as you know in the UK people move on average every 20 months in renting so obviously those rental references as people leave properties and move into new ones more references will come in against that pet profile once we've obviously got all the references back um, then our system does something that's a bit special which is that it takes all of the data and all of the data is weighted with a point system system, which then generates through our risk engine, an overall risk score for that pet and pet owner. So it's not just the pet, it's the pet owner as well. And that risk score is effectively exactly the same as a credit score but it's actually based on uh, all of the data coming back from the lettings industry, from those references. It's so- It's almost like
0: an Experian. Um, uh, it, is, it
1: is, the you pets. could say, if you asked us in one line what we are, we'd say we're the Experian for pets and pet owners. Um, so once you've got your score, then as a pet owner on our site, you can then just push it out to anybody, anytime you want to rent. So you can push it out to landlords you're talking to, letting agents you're talking to, We also support the short term rentals. So our our references work for all of the sharing economy sites. So you could push your pet reference out to any host on Airbnb, Expedia, Flipkey, any of bookings.com, many of those sites
0: that's really really good that's really interesting because again from a landlord point of view especially from insurance point of view it's all about that risk mitigation it's all all, all about understanding how can i allow pets but reduce the risk yeah that's
1: our, our base service sean so that's kind of our starting point but then what we start to do is we start to then build in uh products around that that we know that landlords and letting agents want so right now we are talking paul champlain has been very proactive in support of uh, our concept. And uh, we're talking to some of his team about potentially building a standalone pet deposit product. Uh, we've also been talking to some insurance brokers about offering a contents damage liability policy specifically for pets. It covers about £4,000 worth of damage. And the idea with this, and what I've learned from the landlord resource searches it's not that landlords hate pets they just don't want to carry the financial risk of the pet they would rather the tenant carried the financial risk of the pet in terms of the property so i'm trying to solve that so um i'm i've already found a broker for that and we can launch from day one pushing people to that but i'm also looking to kind of evolve that sort of product and build something um Something that's a bit more dynamic than that as well as we go along. Um, Some other nice little things that we're doing is. The PET score, which is a combination of the referencing uh, summarised and then the risk score, uh, we can wrap that up into a contract format so that when a landlord or letting agent comes on to view one, they can download it as a contract appendix to attach to the short hold, assured short hold tenancy. So, they don't have to write anything out and it will cover The pet's identity and it will also cover the pet owner's performance levels that they need to meet and that's quite an interesting thing because that's obviously something that can then be uh, checked and managed as you go along in terms of the property inspection and when a managing agent goes to actually look at it Um, and obviously uh, we think inventory base is very interesting in the things they're doing in relation to that Um, and as you know, we're kind of talking in the background, but to see how we could potentially work with inventory base, because we'd love to um, mm-hmm. on, oh, it's on it's doing that.
0: Here as well. I mean, It yeah. makes perfect sense because, yes, on one hand, you've got that score, but obviously that's driven by landlords, the tenant and the input and the information. But obviously it's how the tenancy then progresses, isn't it? And that's where yeah. the interim inspections are going to come along. I mean,
1: also, some landlords are going to say oh don't worry as long as you give me the pet deposit or as long as you give me the contents insurance I'm I'm happy with that but actually it's not enough just one of these things which is why we are a platform that's going to offer you everything in one go because yes you could have pet uh, contents insurance for a pet as a landlord the tenant can bring say I've got that here's my pet score and here's my contents insurance um, but at the end of the day that doesn't cover a dog incessantly barking and annoying all the other tenants in the property so uh, that only covers a dog breaking something so you've got them there are a lot of aspects to a pet that a landlord or a letting agent needs to manage you know it's not just the pet damage and the financial risks it's the behavioral risk of a pet as well because you don't want to isolate other tenants you don't want to be a problem for your neighbors that's going to come back on a landlord or a letting agent. And, um, so, yeah, we, we think that we're running at this quite holistically and saying we're, we're going to be bolts and braces. We're going to basically try and uh, deliver you as many ways here to safeguard yourself as a landlord or a letting agent as possible.
0: And at the end of the day, that's exactly what everybody wants, isn't it? You know, a tenant wants somewhere to live that's nice, that's suitable, that's you know, fit for human habitation. You know, you, you, you use the terminology there, but also so that they're comfortable and the landlords can basically leave them to get on with their life. You know, you know, be have that quiet enjoyment of that property. But definitely from an inventory-based point of view, definitely from a clerk-based point of view having those safeguards in place with the inventory, with the interim inspections, and also then the checkout, that serves that body of evidence, doesn't it? Feed Absolutely does, it does,
1: that. yeah. So a pet score, a risk score on pet score is a live thing, uh, which means that every time new data comes in about that pet or that pet owner, the score gets reviewed and adapted to reflect that new data that's coming in. So that's live all the time. So it's not like as a landlord, you come on, you you have a look at someone's score and two years later it's the same old score. Um, it's a live thing and it, like a credit score is, it will be changing all the time uh, based on whether or not that pet owner is actually fulfilling the best criteria possible based on our scoring system.
0: And I think definitely that's going to come into its for in regards to how tenants are looked at both during that particular tenancy and going forward, especially if they're brilliant tenants. Um, and it's saying, I know you've experienced yourself when you'd be able to, you know, going from property to property, getting that next landlord to agree to understand. So if you've got that body of evidence there with you, you know, saying, look, I am a good. It changes but- the
1: conversation, doesn't it? It sure? does, exactly. And that's what we need right now. Nobody is wrong in this. Landlords and letting, letting agents aren't wrong um, because they haven't had any tool to be able to actually properly assess the risk to take pets on. It's not that they hate animals at all, it's the fact that they just don't have any. Tools and pet renters aren't wrong for loving their pets. There is no wrong in this. I think that both sides have what the other side needs. They just need that bridge, which is a technology platform like PetScore, to connect them. One of the things that I find really interesting about this is what also needs to change within this dialogue is I think that lettings needs to realise that actually pet renters is probably the best kept secret in lettings because these guys will pay extra for a deposit and they'll do it outside of the tenant deposit. They'll pay extra for rent. In our pet profiles, we actually capture when someone creates a profile of their pet, we capture from that renter their appetite for paying extra pet rent and extra pet deposit. And that's something a landlord or a letting agent can see inside their score. So they can actually start to see that. And I think that when you look at the fact that they're willing to pay pay these things and pet renters stay 24 months on average longer than a normal renter and pet friendly rentals stay vacant 4% less than normal rentals what you're seeing here is pet renters for the lettings industry offer a higher return on investment per unit longer occupancy and lower vacancy rates and that's Mm got to be a win-win hasn't it
0: yeah absolutely because a landlord no one, landlord that I know of and I've been a landlord um, Me too. <laughs> um, yeah exactly. So my family
1: um, have a property portfolio and they've had a letting agent so I I get this you know I get where the focus is on this.
0: Exactly. So you know no one wants void periods they're expensive um they you know they they're draining from a, uh, so many different angles. Um, they not, are is you know you want to earn money that's the whole point whether you're an accidental landlord or whether you're a portfolio landlord you know a vast amount of properties you know it's it, it doesn't make good financial business sense to have property sat there empty when you've got willing tenants who are you know nine times out of ten tenants will actually really really get you get the odd one or two that aren't that's life that you know that's that's the uh, same in any kind of um, even
1: with pet school there's always going to be that minority that few pet renters that are bad the difference is once pet scores now live launched and everyone's using it in the industry they'll be able to see in advance who those people are and they'll be able to see who's really great and actually worth taking the risk for whereas today everybody that approaches them they they really don't know either way do they
0: no, it's a bit of a finger in the air. I mean, obviously, you've got all it the is, yeah. side of things. But then, like I said, it's the pet side that just isn't there. And it's something we've touched on beforehand, um, and I'll bring up again, is the fact that, you know, really, should then pets really be considered as the subtenant? And if they are, then, you know, the legislation, especially in regards to deposits um, and how the government sees pets, needs to change. Because, obviously, landlords need then the ability to either charge this extra amount legally properly you know in regards to the tenant fee act um, and making sure so that everybody is basically above board because the last thing we want to do is be pushing people under the radar we want to bring them up we want everything to be seen That's
1: 7.6 million uk pet renters sean 30 percent of them are hiding pets from their landlord So any landlords listening right now, I would say to you, (laughs) do do some unscheduled inspections. Um, I think, you know, that it's and I think that this is a problem because not just actually in lettings, it's interesting because also, if you think about it, leaseholders have got the same problem because if they're hiding pets, they're breaking their leases, aren't they? So, uh, you know, I think. Landlords don't want this hidden. They don't want the pets hidden on their properties. That's not the answer, is it? They actually want to just be able to manage this properly.
0: Yeah, and it would make so much more sense certainly from the tenant point of view because they can feel relaxed, they can enjoy the house, um, and then they hopefully look after it. And certainly from our point of view, from the inventory side of things, the clerk side of things, we you know when we go and do these inspections, you know there's telltale signs. You know, as much as someone might want to try and hide it away, you, you know you get to see that. And you know if you could take that barrier out of the way, and allow that, but put the framework in so that everyone's yeah. one protected, but two doing it correctly then you know that subtenancy you know that pet is being part of the family is on that tenancy so they then become part and parcel of the whole framework to be able to manage it properly going forward it,
1: it makes we've built pet score totally treating the pet as subtenant um i felt that we needed to take emotion out of this uh, argument this problem the dynamic of it because pet owners, myself included, we're very emotional about our pets. So the only way to really tackle this, I felt, in, in terms of building a really great tool for the lettings industry, was to say, okay, if a, a pet is a subtenant, what exactly are what do? How do we need to treat them? How do we need to weigh them up? What sort of data do we need to capture about them? How are we going to approach risk scoring them, managing that risk? And that's why I've built this this risk scoring tool in all these. Um, all these uh, products around it, because I, I I absolutely believe that the pet should be treated as a subtenant.
0: No, I think that makes perfect sense. And from your point of view, then, um, you know, bearing all that in mind, you know, will the everyday landlord actually be able to use Pet Score? Because at the moment, you know, it looks very much like more towards the, the, the maybe the bigger uh, landlord, maybe the bigger letting agent, that sort of thing. But so, will the everyday? Your accidental, your one portfolio, your one property,
1: kind Absolutely. of. Absolutely, yeah. It's been built for all sizes and all people. Because, really, my motivation here is to um, move the dial. Less than ten percent of rentals worldwide, except pets. In order to do that, a huge amount of that sector are are what i call private landlords with you know single or double unit properties so on pet score uh there's um uh there's a uh, obviously the the home page pet owners can come in but there's a special dedicated business page for letting agents and landlords and when you go in there you sign up that's it you're straight in and uh you can choose basically what you want to do so if you want a one-off score every once in a while then you just pay a one-off fee for a one-off score um if you're someone that's got like a a few a handful of properties our subscriptions start at five pounds a month so they're they're very reasonable and obviously then we give you what we call a bundle of credits each month for you to be able to just use on whatever references you want to do so whether somebody's given you a reference you need to view or whether you want to do a search for somebody in our system. Um, And then obviously, uh, as the as the companies go up, we give the subscriptions go up, we give you bigger bundles of credits. So for the big lettings groups, for example, the credits go up to 300 credits a month. Um, and, you know, we're obviously going to be launching in the US as well as the UK, we've already got a partner in the US that's going to be selling pet score into the big lettings groups there. So I've had to build for the single landlord right up to the biggest uh, property portfolios, residential. Uh, lettings portfolios in the us so it's a really big scale of of, of audience have got so yeah, absolutely single landlords can you know they can come in they can not even take a subscription they could just buy a one-off one-off check if they want to and then if you know if they want to push that cost back onto the pet owner that's totally up to them
0: yeah i suppose at the end of the day you know a five pound cost is nothing in comparison to the potential damage that might occur or equally the benefit of having a really good tenant with pets that's going to be there for you long time. So when you look at it from a just that point of view, it's, it really is a no brainer. It's even
1: better than that, Sean, because yes, it's £5 to pay to get that, that one off reference if that's all you want. But then think about the extra rent you're going to get because it's a pet renter rather than just a renter. Think about the fact that you're not only going to get more rent per month, but you're going to get 24 months extra rent on top of the rent that you had because they're going to stay longer than a normal renter straight away it makes commercial sense even for a single landlord to do a check like this it really does
0: absolutely and then coupled with everything else like i said with the insurance and with the proper reports all going towards that it's it, that policy that insurance etc just makes it the whole process so much better when you think about it with the amount of information and legislation that underpins the industry as it stands at the moment it's pet um management pet referencing is such a glaring gap in the current system
1: isn't it it is i know that landlords and letting agents are really busy and i'm sure i that there are going to be people listening to this podcast that go god i've got enough work to do without (laughs) filling in these damn references i totally understand and respect that but every reference that you fill in in Remember, it takes like three to five minutes to fill in a pet score reference. It's literally just clicking the answer to 12 questions for a landlord or a letting agent. Every time they fill one in, they're filling that in on behalf of one of their colleagues in the industry. That that reference is going to go to another landlord and another letting agent, which means someday somebody's going to be doing that for them. So, you know, this is about the industry kind of supporting each other and, you know, filling the references in so that they can all help each other. A thing I would say about this, um, and I was thinking about it this morning because I've been writing a proposal for Arla this morning, is that I also think that the lettings industry, that's landlords and letting agents, also need to think about the fact that the reason Jasmine's law is trying to be pushed through Parliament is because the industry hasn't self-regulated with regard to bets. And because it hasn't self-regulated, it's caused a lot of attention and now it's whenever any industry doesn't self-regulate, and I've seen this in sectors in the financial services uh, industry, um, what happens is that you'll get this forced regulation on you. Landlords don't want to be forced to take pets legally. I'm sure letting agents don't either. Um, But unfortunately, if you're not willing to show that you're willing to self-regulate as an industry, that is gonna happen. Now, Pet Score is a tool that will allow letting agents and landlords the ability to self-regulate this. I'm, I'm saying, here we are, we've built this tool for you. It allows you to totally manage the risk and to to be able to reap the rewards from managing that risk. If you don't use it, if, if you don't get behind this and you don't use it, you're just showing the regulators and the government that you don't want to self-regulate, you know? I think,
0: yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. I think it is about self-regulation, but I also think it's also about looking at... Um, the worries the concerns and how we address them for landlords especially those landlords maybe had not had good experiences where things haven't gone quite right and giving them solutions to those problems so they're not they're marred by that experience going forward because you know a lot of time when i've spoken to landlords and also to tenants as well as um is the fact that there's, there's a lot of kind of like misinformation that they think well because you've got a pet you're naturally going to damage my property and that isn't necessarily the case no pet score
1: will show a landlord the historic performance not yeah. of the pet and the pet owner because i mean a landlord's going to care whether that pet's left alone all day every day or left alone every night particularly because pets that are left alone make noise and also get up to mischief so you want to be able to see that um see historically how often a pet's been left alone um, and how well they're supervised uh, during the day and during the night we capture information like that and we also reference on it so you'll start to get a historic view that's what i say when i talk about a pet owner's performance levels not just the pet you'll what you'll do what you're going to see in pet score is you're going to start to see those sort of historic views of you know does this person really look after this pet really well you know it's yes it might be a small dog that probably wouldn't cause any trouble but if a dog of a certain age is left alone for more than four or eight hours a day research shows us that there's going to be problems so we've built all of that sort of uh, data and intelligence into our platform and we actually score on that so i already know from a dog's age what sort of problems they would have being left alone for certain levels of time during a day and a night and if i can see that a pet owner's actually um, leaving the dog alone for that certain amount of time i know there's going to be problems it will affect their score their score will actually go down. They'll get a what about, worse risk score.
0: And what about suitability of the actual property? Because I know again, when when the government put out their guide um, AST, assured short, uh, short hold um, tenancy, um, they 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 basically dressed it up as if say, almost like the landlords must take pets. So actually, what it is, it was more of a model agreement as opposed to anything else. But obviously, you know, if you've got a small studio, maybe a student property and you've got a great great Dane you know it's not going to be suitable because one thing that I've said and you know I'm sure you agree as well and with Jennifer from Advocats and also Madison from um, Cats Protection is the fact is the property needs to be as suitable to the pet as the pet is to the property
1: yeah absolutely it's a tricky one isn't it how we do this you and I Sean outside of this podcast have already been talking about how we could potentially go about doing that because actually we need to all partner and be very collaborative in order to do that don't we because we all need each other's data and I think you know I'm definitely looking at how can I capture in the platform um when somebody takes a let the actual um the spec of the property how can I create standard specs in my platform that will match the spec of what someone's taking and then look at the animal that went in and what the performance outcome was of that property. Because once we start to get that sort of data, we can apply some kind of AI, artificial intelligence, to start analysing it and predicting. So Mm. we can say, hey, do you know what? This sort of animal really doesn't belong in this sort of property. And there's this percentage of risk you're going to get problems if you put them in. Today, I mean, I'm a pet renter. That's how I identified this problem and came up with pet score. I will tell you, I, I've just spent the last six months looking for property with my pet, and the um, particularly for outside space for for my pet, I've got a little dog, and she's very very well behaved. Uh, as you can hear, no noise, um, and uh, really interesting. When I was doing my search, this six months gone by. It was mostly studios that were willing to rent me with my pet. Detached, unfurnished houses wouldn't touch me. Even, I mean, I even looked at static caravans. I was so desperate to find a space, you know, for my little dog. And that is so telling, I think, because it, you know, it shows you what. What, where in the industry, the properties, that 119,000 properties for 7.6 million pet owners, where, what sort of properties they're being offered, They're being offered a studio with no outside space. And several times I came across studios that were willing to take me with a dog. They're willing to take me because they've got a studio and they just want to get it rented i get that because it's their investment vehicle but re- I, there's no way i would put my my dog in a studio because i just don't you know she's at an age now where it just wouldn't be suitable for her you know she needs more space
0: and um, this is this is my thought because you know i think you know we're very much centered about what the rights are for the tenant what the rights are for the landlord and for the agent in regards to the legislation and everything else but we need to be putting animal and pet welfare front and centre as well it shouldn't be like the model tenancy says you know you've got an animal should be taking a pet well that depends on the type of animal the type of property the location you know wh- what is it going to be like for the actual pet you know will the pet be happy to be indoors does it need to outside space and if it does need outside space how does it get it where does it get it from and like you quite yeah. said earlier about the impacts on neighbors as well so you know we've got to have a like you quite rightly said earlier about that holistic approach and not just about what we want but what's also fair and safe and right on pet
1: score we actually capture um when you create a pet profile we uh, actually ask you about the pet's level of exercise on a daily and weekly basis and also whether it's with a professional or whether it's with the pet owner and then um as we start to reference you and gather data in we start to check that sort of stuff one of the ways pet score is looking to do that moving forward is we're already in talks with uh, the number one pet wearable in the world at the moment um, about basically doing a data exchange so that we can see how often that pet is moving around and getting exercise so that when a pet owner tells us, hey, I walk my dog once a day or twice a day, actually the pet wearable information coming back will uh, verify that. And because exercise pets are happy pets and can't pets. Yeah, and that's absolutely. definitely true for dogs. Dogs are much better behaved when they have that regular exercise. So, we are looking at that Sean and and ways smart ways to capture that and I think wearables is a really good way of doing that because it captures throughout the day the amount of exercise a dog does and again I like data that can't be disputed you know there's no emotion in it that is hard data that will come in from the wearables and it will absolutely verify whether someone's been honest or whether they've you know been a little bit
0: (laughs) bit mischievous
1: a bit a bit loose with the truth um, about how (laughs) often they're exercising the pet so yeah i mean you know there are so many different things that we look at in pet score and really what i'm describing to you right now is what starts from day one when i've built all this into the launch of the service but there is an enormous amount more i think all of us can do working together once it's up and running to really do you know do some incredible things for landlords and letting agents
0: that's a brilliant point to then go go on next when is the launch date when do we (laughs) get to see all this
1: okay so i've got a holding site up right now and i've got it up to share some initial information with everybody and allow people to sign up now, pre-sign up for launch. Uh, so it means when we launch, all those people will get emailed and notified that we've gone live. We're in build and um, by Friday last week, we were 20% built. So um, we're on schedule right now to hopefully finish our build while we're giving it a 10 week period it would be around the 16th of august and then i want to give myself a little bit of time for the launch so i'm hoping to launch the full platform somewhere from the mid-august to late august i've obviously got a bit of Forgive me, everyone, I've got a bit of work organising to do because I've got a lot of press releasing that needs to go out with the platform and things like that. So and you're a lot of seeing your friends
0: um, from Property Tribes. You're meeting with I am. Vanessa. Yeah,
1: I'm chatting with Vanessa um, in a couple of days, which is going to be great. And obviously, I've been chatting already with Landlord Zone, which was brilliant and Nigel over there. Um, So yeah, uh, but we're gonna do a huge press release out, not just to the lettings industry, but I've got to press release to the pet industry, the tech industry as well, because uh, obviously our investors will be coming from that space and looking quite closely at what we're doing. Um, So yeah, quite a lot to do, uh, but our build is on track um, and I'm very, very confident that we will be live middle to late august so not long now is it really sean
0: no it's not long at all actually because we're near enough the end of june already so yeah, yeah. We're,
1: we're talking forever. seven seven odd weeks or so so mm-hmm. yeah not long now and it'll be all systems go <laughs> well,
0: yeah, i really looking forward to it so um what's the best way of getting in contact with yourself we're going to put some details on the show notes as well but
1: what's the best you can way to... come on the website it's pets plural pets score um, and you can uh, reach out to email me if you've got any questions uh, you can see information it like go on the business page and you can email out to us or you can sign up submit your email and sign up as well and we'll let you know when we launch we'll send something to your inbox um, and i would say for landlords and letting agents it's a good idea To not wait for launch to actually sign up pre-sign up now because we could be absolutely flooded by the time of launch and we're giving away 30-day free trials for early adopters so any landlord that wants to come on now and sign up they're going to get part they're going to be part of that 30-day free trial to be able to test us out
0: yeah and i definitely would advocate doing that because i think at the end of the day yeah, we've got to acknowledge that pets are part of the parcel of the family. Um, they are, as I said, the new subtenant. They should be considered exactly the same as the way we would do with any other person, you know, give them their, their rights, you know, their mental health, making sure that they're safe in the environment that they're going to be in, but also allay those landlords' fears, allay those issues in regards to pet damage, and that there's plenty of options uh, around managing the whole lettings process with tenants, with pets, so that it becomes a Pleasurable experience for all, so that it's not one to worry about, it's one to embrace. And I think Pet Score and hopefully uh, our involvement here at Inventory Base will help that process. Yeah,
1: we're trying to take the stress out of this for both sides, aren't we? For pet owners and for the lettings industry, and to basically provide the answers um, and the hard data points that everybody needs in order to calm everyone's fears. I hope that we have done that. As I said, we've designed the service hand in hand with local letting agents here, checking as I went along and I was designing all the pages, I was taking it out to the local letting agents and getting them to play with the prototype and uh, give me feedback on things that were working and things that maybe were missing, things they would like to see that I added in as I went along. Um, but once we launch the service, uh, the minute you fill out a pet profile or as a landlord or letting agent, the minute you complete a reference, we do ask ask you there and then is there something we've missed and you can always tell us and guys will we'll put it straight in it's not a problem um you know that's that's what our job that's what we're here to do so if we've missed anything we can you know tweak the system very very quickly
0: and feedback is a wonderful thing because you said you can't always think of absolutely everything. And sometimes someone will say something, oh, that is brilliant. That makes so much sense. You know, include it and it makes the better journey, the better experience for everybody. So, it, you yeah, know, it's feedback. I, I'm one advocate for that. You know, yeah, I'm happy yeah, to.
1: Have we feedback. built a tool for users and basically users will drive the development of that tool and how it needs so if we've got anything wrong in the tool um, we need to listen to our users and fix it because that's what you do when you build a tool and if there's anything extra they'd like to see in the tool again we've got to listen to our users and make sure we put it in simple as (laughs) that
0: well, it's exciting times, Natasha. I'm so grateful for you, uh, you know, sharing your time with us and explaining what PET score is. I'm really looking forward to what the next steps are going to look like. I'm really looking forward to actually looking at the system itself. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I'm going to be one of those ones having a good look through, putting some feedback in myself and, and seeing how, you know, as the industry can uh, adopt and embrace PET score and also everything that's going to be able to do for the industry as a whole.
1: Just a final note, sorry, Sean, Sean I'm just going to squeeze this in. No, um, do. We're very, interested to hear from some of the really big lettings group in the UK um, in terms of um, using them like a beta partner. Um, So, anybody out there that's from one of the really big lettings agencies, if anybody would like to talk to me um, and try and shape some sort of beta deal with me, I'd be very, very interested in that. Uh, As I said, we're building this for users and that's really what we want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's absolutely fine. I'm sure you will have no, um, you know, (laughs) thumbs up. No one can see this, but you put the thumbs up. But yeah, I'm sure you're going to be inundated with, with, you know, with requests and people interested in what you're doing, because it said it's such a big gap in the industry. And yet it's not insurmountable. I've spoken to Myself to Timothy Douglas Arlo and and, you know he agrees as well that you know we just need the right things in the right places to be able to you know get us through this particular journey. And I think you know PetScore hopefully will be plugging that particular gap, and the amount of information that's going to come from it, um, I'm really really excited
1: to Ah, see. Ah, that's one thing I forgot to mention. I'm really glad you mentioned about the information. I'm so sorry. So you remember earlier we were talking about the subscriptions and uh, the different types of subscriptions we sell. I did forget to mention, and I would really love to mention this for letting agents and landlords. If you take a subscription with us, it doesn't matter how small or how big that subscription is, we share back with you free business insights on the market, the pet renter market, in order for you to understand what's going on, where it's growing and where the opportunity spots are. So, uh, you know, it's just an, an extra thing that we throw in with our subscriptions for our partners. No, that's great. I
0: mean, at the end of the day, that's what, what we need to do is data share. And I think certainly in the last 18 months or so, you know, for everything everybody's been through, I think one thing that's come out really clearly is that we don't now need to work in silos. We can work collaboratively. It can be for the benefit of all. So that's just another a really good example of that data sharing um, option. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I think, the you know, at the end of the day, uh, landlords and letting agents just love to know more about their, their clients, their customers, don't they? And to understand what's going on with them and what areas they're looking in. And if you're a landlord or a letting agent, you're always looking at where you're going to buy your next property. And if you're having good return on investment from pet renters, you might want to see where the cluster of pet renters are that are applying for pet score, because you know that might be an area where they're short of pet rental properties. That's an opportunity for a landlord or a letting agent, so. Especially on the
0: buy to let market as well, which is booming in itself, yeah, and that in itself yeah. will inform you know majorly where those spots are, where you know that the, the biggest property building, and uh, vitrilet building can actually be. Put into you actually service the, the clientele, the tenants that you know they obviously is their tar- target audience.
1: Their Absolutely. Target audience. Um, my end goal here is obviously to do my job so well that you don't need pet score anymore because there'll be so many rental properties for pets that I'll oh, just make the company redundant. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say that, BC's listening. No, no, not but, yet. Not yet. Um, <laughs> but, but really, that that is our We are a mission startup, that is our mission. Um, you know, we're doing this. And we, we stepped in to design this because we care and we want to just try and uh, move the dial on the problem uh, if we can.
0: Well, I think this is a fabulous first step and I'm really excited to see how it progresses from here. Natasha, thank you very much. Um, we'll be putting details of how you can contact Natasha in the uh, show notes for Pet Score. So thank you everybody for listening. We've been the Inventory Professional podcast. We look forward to you joining us again in our next podcast. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Inventory Professional Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast now and share the love. This podcast was brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports.